The All-Star Game finalists are out. The Guardians have had back-to-back walk-offs against their division rival Twins. And will the Phillies be able to, to survive the Bryce Harper injury? All right, welcome back to Chittle Bases here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Greg Marino here with Mark Marino and Don Pastrito on Friday, July 1st. So we've got a lot to talk about here today. First up, though, the All-Star Game finalists announced. So yeah, they've been doing... We definitely have a lot to say about uh, about these finalists. Yeah. So they do done it a bit differently this year than what they've done in past years. So in past years, they just had the fans vote from among all the players for the starters. But this year, I actually think it's a little no, bit... No, they, they've always had the fans vote for the top three, and then the fans vote from the top three. What they changed this year is that they're only voting for a top two at every position. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I think that's kind of good. Probably, yeah. I, don't, I, 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 don't, I still don't, I don't like think... the system of voting for finalists and then voting from the finalists. I think they should just vote for the starter. Yeah, and I think um, on the players who got voted, I think we're kind of all in agreement on certain certain people, um, especially so the DH in the American League. So Jordan Alvarez and Shohei Otani made it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of the top two starters, and I think you guys will agree with me. I think JD Martinez is obviously should be in the All-Star game. I mean, he's yeah. having a, a really good season I, for the Red Sox. Yeah, I don't think anyone really could debate that he's having an All-Star game worthy season. And I think that the fact that he isn't in it kind of reveals that this overall system is bad. And I, I, I will point out that Otani being in the All-Star game is definitely not the biggest joke. There's plenty of bigger jokes out there. We'll get into yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, really... But Martinez should be in over Otani I, if, it, if it's one or the other. I really don't think so, out. because that's kind of how the All-Star game goes. You often see, because it's so position by position... You'll often see really weak players get in occasionally, like a position like second base. You know, Danny Espinal is maybe also. I think he shouldn't have anyway because there are better second basemen. We'll get to that in a minute. But in general, there will be some positions where there aren't even two like above average players in baseball yeah. or in that league. But I mean, for the DH position, yeah. I mean, I, I Shohei Otani has been very good this year. But I mean, I think you could put him in as a pitcher and maybe not as a DH, you know? Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I think he's going to make it yeah. as a pitcher with so that 268 year, right? The ALDH position kind of is one of the situations where it's the mm-hmm. other way, where However, JD Martinez is a great player, but there are two other However, Joran Alvarez DH. has played a lot in the outfield this year. He could be an outfielder. And yeah. also, I'll also point out that Luis Arise is hitting 340 and he's not in the All-Star game. But is he a DH? Like, I'm honestly not sure. Obviously, yeah. if he were a second baseman, I think he'd We'd he, all agree to be an over. Uh, he plays a lot of different positions. Yeah. I, f- I think his voting was for first base yeah, officially. Yeah, I, the so games. Th- I think that's the biggest problem with the All Star Game system is that they uh-huh. segment off every player by positions, and a lot of players just aren't tied down yeah. super tightly to one position. But I, mean, I think Otani, like, he's going to be in the All Star Game as a hitter. In the All Star Game, like, it's where you want to see the big players. Well, JD Martinez is play. a big time player. Yeah, but not compared to Otani. So, I mean, like, personally, well, I think JD Martinez, just offensively speaking, is a lot better player than Shohei. Yeah, Otani. also, he's, he's, yeah. A, he's, a, he's a brand name. But I, he is I really a bit of a brand name, but not as much as Otani. There's no way Otani wasn't. I don't think make Otani should just game. be in just because he's Otani. I, I think maybe not. J- but JD at Martinez the same time, is leading the Red Sox on a great turnaround from a terrible start. Yeah. Shohei Otani is on the perennially underachieving Angels yeah. who basically don't exist uh, yeah. in the real world. No, I, th- yeah. I really think J.D. Martinez, like, I totally disagree with this. I think J.D. Martinez yeah. should, should totally be a finalist. I think I think that's true considering the fact that Otani's getting in as a DH purely on his hitting. Not yeah. So like, they kind of have to discard his pitching. I think hitting versus hitting, Martinez has been a bit better. Otani's going to be but, in one way or the other. But the thing is... Yeah. Uh, like, the All-Star game, it's really a show, so, like, they're going to put in Shohei Otani. Everyone wants to see Shohei Otani in the well, All-Star game. Well, I kind of game. agree he's going to be in there. I just don't 
it, I wish I he were. I, I, th- I think that he really should be. Like, that's kind of how... I think that all sticking in, we've always had this sort of thing Of course, happen. you know, we all know that, like, none of us are big Otani fans. We'll have to move on from this Otani and talk about yeah. other, even more ridiculous stuff. Like, for example, we mentioned Espinal at second base, but I think that the Blue Jays got really favored. Yeah, Denny Espinal of the Blue Jays. Yeah, the Blue Jays got really favored in the voting. Espinal being in over Andres Jimenez is really laughable at second base. But even more ridiculous is Bo Bichette at shortstop. Since Xander Bogarts is having an yeah. extremely good year. He's sitting and at I 325. Like, yeah, this really happens. He's not in the All-Star game. This really happens every year. Like, I feel like Xander Bogarts is overall, you know, as much as I hate him being on the Red Sox, he is one of the most underrated play, underrated players out there. Yeah. I mean, he, he really just is underrated by a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, just to show you that we don't purely bash on players we personally don't like. Yeah, Xander Bogarts, Red Sox. But, yeah, he should absolutely be in the All-Star game. That isn't to say that... That's the thing. When people talk about the All-Star game, we're saying Bobochet absolutely should not be in there over Bogarts. That doesn't mean that Bobochet's horrible. It just means Bogarts is better. And, like, yeah. at another position, I'm sure Bobochet could make the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So also, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., another Blue Jays yeah. undeservedly in there. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, going back to Jimenez versus Espinal, Jimenez on the Guardians has been having a great year at second base. Just had a walk-off home run, which in that we're going to talk about the Guardians some more, too, later on. And... He should absolutely be. Yeah, Andres Menez. I mean, he's betting. Danny Espinal, it's like, he's really got weak offensive stats. Yeah, he's an average player. I think he should actually be the starter over Altuve. Yeah, I mean, if you look at their stats, I mean, you know, Andres Menez is batting 308. Like, it's yeah. a very good batting average, especially in this day and age. So, and he also, I believe, has very solid OPS as well. So, yeah. he, I mean, he has very good numbers offensively. And I, mm-hmm. he's, he's definitely, I mean, if you're just looking at offensive stats, you know, he just is flat out a lot better player. Yeah. He gets steals too. I mean, he's really been a great player for the Guardians, who I think is kind of, kind of an underrated pick. I mean, they're they're being very good so far, and I think that was kind of unexpected. Yeah. And he is part of the reason of that. So yeah. I really think he should totally be in there over, uh, uh, Espinal. Yeah, and uh, one interesting thing is that uh, in terms of talking about teams getting favored versus disfavored, looks like the Blue Jays and Braves definitely kind of got favored. But if we look at the Astros, actually, I'd say that they they had some players get snubbed from the All-Star game. And then you also look at Carlos Correa now on the Twins not making the All-Star game when, you know, we talked about how Bobichette did. And maybe there's still some hard feelings from fans over those Astros slash Correa 2017 cheaters. I mean, there's definitely some hard feelings from, you know, us, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't... I, but, like, yeah. But, like, I'll actually give them that Maybe they've been a bit disfavored. Yeah, I think either Tucker or Brantley, probably Tucker, should be in the All-Star game. Hey, Tucker's on pace to be a 30-30 player this year. I really think he should yeah. be in the All-Star game, especially he's an outfielder. I think, really, we, we mentioned uh-huh. Lourdes Gurriel like Jr. Of the best defensive metrics of any outfielder in baseball, yeah. I think. We mentioned we mentioned Lourdes Gurriel Jr. was kind of a weak pick. I think I would put Kyle Tucker, actually, there instead of I mean, there's a lot of obvious I mean, like, there. that's yeah. just like, if you, if you had a guy look at their stats... It'd be super obvious that Kyle Tucker's uh-huh. played far better than Norris Gurriel Jr. So I don't really know how that happens. Maybe it's you know fans not liking the Astros still. I you know it is the fans voting. So like and when so you're we, leaving I up to fans voting, it's remember, a popularity contest. Yeah, it is. I think it's and also I just think the Blue Jays due to the fact that they've got all the Canada votes. Like everyone in Canada is voting for the Blue Jays, and that, then that's true. Yeah. Also, the Braves they won the World Series, and pretty pretty clearly people are overreacting to yeah. that. So Adam Duvall should be in the all-loser game, not the all-star yeah, game. Yeah, Adam Duvall. I, I remember I drafted him in fantasy baseball and have 
quickly dropped him and do not regret it at all. And now here he is in the All-Star game, and I'm like, well, he's just terrible. He's not having a good year, yeah. like, at all. Ozzy Albee's having a big down year. Ian just got injured. He's still in there with Jeff McNeil, who's hitting 323. And then William Contreras has played, like, 35 games, and he's in the All-Star game. Yeah, William Contreras, catcher for the Braves, Absolutely. is having a good year. He's in there at DH. Or DH, uh, yeah. not he thinking kind of, of Wilson. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, he's having a pretty good year when he's played, but just hasn't had the sample size mm-hmm. to be in there, I don't think. But, yeah, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I think with the All-Star game, you just kind of have to – the key the key to kind of viewing it properly is just accept that there's, yeah. it's not going to be perfectly accurate. You really can't just take it all that seriously. Like, it's a popularity contest. You know, yeah. It's not that huge of a deal. Any, I mean, yeah. it is a huge deal, but, like – you know, oh, he made it in over the All-Star game over this guy. Like, that's not going to yeah. affect their careers especially, or like. Especially now that the All-Star game doesn't have any impact on the actual season as it used to determine World Series home field advantage. Now that it doesn't, I feel like you really can just kind of sit back and enjoy it. And, you know, you can complain about stuff. We love to complain about stuff here on this show. But really, like, it's kind of all right that the All-Star game ballots are a bit messed up. Yeah. yeah. But uh, moving on, so this last few games the indian the guardians and twins had a very exciting series in which the guardians had back-to-back walk-off home runs from josh naylor and jimenez so yeah. i mean they were i mean these were like two you know, big time moments here yeah. for the guardians also and last week they pl- also played a series and the guardians had a comeback from that 10 7 9 to win 11 10 that was at minnesota and then they have the two big wins this year so yeah, and Minnesota twins, being probably their biggest rival, like they're one game yeah, back now. Yeah, they really closed the gap with the Twins, and just had the Guardians have had a great month of June. And I really don't think that many people expected the Guardians yeah. to be that yeah. good. I thought there was a point when the Guardians were about five games under five hundred, and yeah. people were just writing them off. But now yeah. here they are. Just I mean, one I, game I'll back say I myself wrote them off before the season, and they're one game back of first place. And I really think the main driver of this team is Jose Ramirez. I mean, obviously, like he is. One of the best players in baseball. He's having another great year. And, yeah. you know, well, we, we, were, saw, we were looking at stats. He has like 16 or 17 homers and like 25 strikeouts. That's just insane. Yeah, this Only guy, 25 strikeouts in like 70 games for Slugger, too. So he's had 316 plate appearances and he struck out 25 times. Go. And he's a power hitter as well. You know, power hitters strike out a lot more than, you know, guys who don't hit so much for power. So it's really a, an outstanding stat. Like, a, Jose Ramirez is just a really good player. He's continued yeah. to be that way year after year. Yeah. And his league-leading RBI total, very impressive. On really, The Guardians are not a good team other than Jose Ramirez. So he is absolutely carrying this team, turning them from what I think would be a below 500 non-contender into possibly a division winner. Well, I wouldn't say they don't have any more good players. I mean, we mentioned Andre Jimenez is having a very good year. Ahmed Rosario is starting to heat up lately. Josh Naylor, we mentioned yeah. in a walk-off home run. He's having a solid year. Yeah. But they don't have any out- other outstanding players. Yeah, they have, they have some solid pitching, too. I mean, they're not a completely horrible team, but, like, I really think Jose Ramirez, he's on a bit of a different level from everyone else. Like, his stats kind of show up, but even more than that. I mean, yeah, like, no, talking I agree. about, like, AL MVP, I think right now Judge is sort of doing a similar thing where he's making the Yankees just, like, unreally good. But same with Jose Ramirez. So, in my opinion, they're, the two of them yeah. are, like, distinguishedly better than everyone else. And if you compare them to, you know, players like, say, Mike Trout or Shohei Otani, you know, those are two players on a team that's under 500. Yeah. And, you know, that team's not performing, whereas Jose Ramirez is only 
the one player on a team that's over 500. Yeah, so so actually, like, yeah, I was watching a game yesterday, and they were doing one of those things where they show you some stats from around the league, and it showed the top two wars in baseball right now are Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. So if one team has the two best players in baseball, surely that team wouldn't be terrible. Yeah, and but yet the Angels kind of are. So, like, war, inaccurate, Trout and Otani not winners yeah I mean, on the show we've kind of talked about how much we don't like war as a stat and that kind of proves it like, i mean i do think Trent and otani have they, they, their numbers are yeah, undebatably I mean, excellent there's, but like there's stats, more to it than just the numbers look here, their stats are undebatably good however yeah there is more to it than just the numbers like i mean showing otani and mike trout like they it's been year after year now and they're just not yeah. contributing I mean, not to as much team. for otani but trout it's like literally been a decade of trout <laughs> saying he's the best player in baseball and the angels being horrible yeah. so yeah i mean it, that it really makes me appreciate Jose Ramirez all the more because he's just the opposite. Where he has the great numbers, but then also he's carrying his team. You know, he's turning the Indians into winners. Yeah, I mean, in 2019, you saw Soto carry his team. You never, you don't see Trout take the Angels to the back and just carry them, especially yeah. when they have other good players, unlike the yeah, Guardians. it's not like the rest of their Angels roster is completely horrible. Mm-hmm. But getting past the Angels, it seems like all conversations lead back to Otani. But uh, other big news around baseball, Bryce Harper got hit by pitch and it broke his thumb so he's going to be out for a few months maybe the rest of the season depending on how they do his surgery because he also needs to have elbow surgery for something else that he's been playing through so he's he's really beat up you know kind of really unfortunate there being my first pick in fantasy baseball and walker bueller being my other one and now both of them are on the 68 day il so kind of my fancy team taking a big hit there that's tough for you but i think it's even tougher for the phillies because harper was carrying their team out similar way to how jose ramirez mm-hmm. was carrying the indians you know the, the phillies they were kind of a joke in the first month and a half but they've they'd gone it together really ever since they fired girardi it was like an instant turnaround and now they're over 500 and you know on the outskirts of playoff contention at two and a half games out for the third wild card mm-hmm. you know not nothing like incredible but like you know they've they're yeah. Having a potentially solid year, maybe the playoff year, until Harper goes down, and he really was a one-man team. So it's tough to see yeah. them competing without yeah. him. Yeah, so like, what do you guys think of the Phillies' chances now that they don't have Bryce Harper? Really, I think they're done. Like, As sad as that is for Phillies fans just to see one player get injured and have their season be ruined, I think that's kind of what happened, where it was going to be hard for them anyway with Harper to make the playoffs, and without him, really, I just don't see it happening. You know, he was their star power, and now... Like, now there's just not a whole lot else for them. I feel like, in my opinion, the sixth, the sixth seed that I know might be kind of easy to get. I'm not a huge believer in the Cardinals, really. I guess, like, the, the season's turned out better than I thought it would, but I wouldn't completely discount the Phillies. I actually think they might be a slightly better team than the Giants, which means they might be the top competitors to the Cardinals. I still feel like the Brewers will win the NL Central, so to, for me, the Cardinals mm-hmm. are the sixth seed, and I feel like the Phillies have a chance. Yeah, I, I really just... I might motivate them to go out and make a big deal at the deadline. The Phillies, they have to win. They've been underachieving for years. I so, agree, the Phillies yeah. are out of it. But as you mentioned, it's interesting. They might go out there and get someone big at the deadline. You might see, like, a Josh Bell, a Christian Walker. You know, we, we even mentioned the possibility of the Nationals trading on Soto. And I don't know that the Phillies would are in a position to get him. But, like, uh-huh. it's interesting if they trade Juan Soto. I don't think the really Nationals would. are trading to a division rival. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that. They probably wouldn't. Uh, for me, I think a problem for the Phillies is the Giants. I'm still a bit of a believer in the San Francisco Giants. However, I'm also still baking on the New York Mets collapse. So... If that happens, maybe that opens the door 
for the Braves to take that division and open up a wild card for the Phillies. Yeah, I mean, the Braves are still hot on their tail. They're only three and a half back. And, I mean, the Braves are playing, like, really well. I mean, if you look at the Braves, like, uh, Max Freed has been really good. But also Kyle Wright's been a really good pitcher for them as well. I mean, their offense, obviously. I mean, Matt Olson they got in the offseason. Austin Riley. Like, their offense is... Marcelo Zuna, like, yeah. their offense is a really good offense. And obviously it's, Ronald Acuna Jr. Just, leading the show. You know, reigning World Series champions. It's just, like, what you expected from the beginning of the season. They weren't doing it at the beginning of the season, and now they're doing it. Yeah. I, I would personally, I think this Braves team is going to win the division. Yeah, I, I also think so. I think the Mets, at some point, are going to collapse. There's still a whole lot of season left. And that only three-and-a-half game lead, that's really not that much. The Braves are a good team. I think it's almost like they won the World Series last year, and that's sort of fueling them this year. Because last year, they were big underdogs for the World Series. So, mm-hmm. really, yeah, you, you can't really ignore what the Braves have done this year. Yeah, so another big storyline was the big fight between the Angels and Mariners. It was really one of the biggest fights we've seen in many years in MLB. I think, like, 12 players got suspended. It was really... It was they weren't just messing around out there. They were really seriously going at each other. Yeah, I mean, it also seemed like some like the it was known going into that game there was going to be a fight because of some things that were going on in the previous game. Yeah, like Trout got thrown at very near the face, and I feel like, in my opinion, this is more the Angels since they threw out multiple Mariners hitters. Yeah, in my opinion, the Mariners were kind of right to be frustrated. Yeah, in the going into the game, the manager of the Angels now Phil Nevin. Um, actually put what who the starting pitcher, you know, the starting pitcher type guy in the bullpen to start the game because he knew that whoever started the game was going to get ejected. So, like, when it's that type of situation, you know you're in for something. Yeah. Because, like, and of course, you know, you know, in the second inning, the pitcher hit Jesse Winker, and then, you know, that kind of started it. Even, it, it was like, it was a big brawl. Like, the manager, actually, you rarely see the manager kind of, like, lead a brawl, but Scott Service of the Mariners kind of led his team out, like, charged the Angels' dugout, and, like, a all-out just attack on the Angels. It was, yeah. like, a battle between them. Yeah, like, I- it was just all-out, everyone was in it. You know, Phil Nevin, the manager of the Angels, kind of a, that type of guy, who just kind of, like, took it, and he was like, okay, here you come, like, defend our castle. Like, it was like an all-out battle between these two teams. Yeah, like, punches being thrown everywhere. It was like, one, yeah, one of the bigger fights we've seen in several years. Pretty much everyone was really into it, except for, of course, Shoei Otani, who had to be pulled back by his life yeah, it was Just to take another shot at Otani, but Greg, what were you going to say? Yeah, I mean, it was like the stage was set from previous games, and I, mean, I think when you talk about these bench-clearing brawls, a lot of the time there aren't really, like, punches actually thrown, but this time there were. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, you know, and baseball... It was, just, it was just the usual, yeah. like... Players hitting yeah. players, throwing at players. Yeah. Like I, I would say that throwing at Mike Trout's head is a bit of a step up from just generally like, throwing at players because like I don't Mike think it Trout was is that they were doing that intentionally. Whether or not it is, when you throw at like Mike Trout, who's the face of that franchise, that's definitely going to get some attention and some like, angry angels. So like that, I do kind of understand that from the angels' perspective. You know, they didn't just like throw at like throw below the head at, like, some kind of not-that-important player. They threw at Mike Trout's head. But the, so. I still feel like one throwing at the, near the other guy's head is enough to do it multiple times. Yeah. We have Rodriguez and Winker. I think it might have even been another. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I yeah. think a lot of people are blaming the Mariners in this. I think I agree with you, Mark. It might have been more the Angels' fault. But in the end, like, 12 players got suspended. It was a big brawl. Uh, I think some of them are serving their suspensions today, so... Yeah, yeah, 12, that's um, maybe the most I've ever seen. And I, MLB's tried to cut out these fights for a while, and, you know, I, I've kind of always said on this show that, like, 
while these fights are terrible, you know, we hate to see the violence, like, they're kind of cool to watch. Yeah, they, you know? it, yeah. It, they are kind of, you know, a little fun to kind of talk about and watch. But, you know, in the end, we never want to, you know, yeah. kind of say that, yeah, we want players to start throwing yeah. punches at yeah, each other. I you think, never want that. Yeah, you never do want that. However, I would say that if you if you look at all these fights across MLB, players never really, like, get injured in the fist fights. So I think that is a good thing. It's, it's more of, like, you know, punching with pride than, like, actual fists. So, like, it's not like, you know, we've seen guys, like, get into really all-out fights to the point where they're getting, like, debilitating injuries that keep them off the field. Mm-hmm. So that is a good thing. Usually injuries from these fights come from the batters getting hit by pitch by by the guy throwing at them. So I think that's what you'd want to cut out more so than the fights themselves, actually. That's where mm-hmm. you actually see star players miss time on the field. Yeah, so briefly, would you have to talk about the Astros? They've had a really great... Run. They, they went seven and two against the Yankees in bets. Yeah, and so they had a four-game series against the Yankees, obviously in New York. That's kind of a big, you know, big-time series. They split the series two and two. The Yankees had two walk-offs, both by Aaron Judge in that series. It was, it was really a, a fun, interesting series to watch. The Yankees also got no hit by the Astros, yeah. not by one pitcher, but combined. Yeah. So not as big of a deal, but still, like it, it was a really big-time series. And yeah. then. They played each other again last night. The Astros won that one 2-1. It was kind of a weird one-game series type of thing. Mm-hmm. In because of the schedule yeah. reset that had to happen because of the delayed start of the season. But, yeah, I mean, the Astros overall won 3-5 of five against the Yankees, which seems like, you know, they got the better of them, but not by that much. However, I think it was even worse than that for the Yankees because both the Yankees' wins were kind of fluke walk-off comebacks, which, you know, they still count as a win in the column and in some ways seem to carry almost more weight. But, like... The Yankees have been mowing down absolutely everyone, and they went back to mowing down the A's in between, swept them easily, and there were some close games, but pretty easily. But the Astros, it just looked like the Yankees had kind of entered a higher league of play and were now struggling for the first especially, time this year. Especially the Astros pitching. Like, their starting yeah. pitching has just been unbeatable. This is definitely a possible ALCS preview, and... The fact that the Astros' starting pitchers really just own the Yankees doesn't bode well for the Yankees. Yeah, I, I think for sure... If I were to make a call now, it's going to be Yankees-Astros ALCS this year again. But uh, we're about out of time here, so that's going to end it for us today on Total Bases. But uh, we'll be back next week with more baseball talk on Total Bases on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.